This is Let's Talk About Magnum P.I., the podcast from fans for fans of Magnum P.I. Hi! Welcome Hi. to another episode of Let's Talk About Magnum P.I., the podcast from fans for fans of Magnum P.I. This is Liz again, and I'm Eve. Hi, everyone. Hi, guys. We're talking about episode five. Yes. I gotta admit, episode five, when I first saw the show, it was a snore fest for me. Really? I kind of liked parts of it, and then parts of it, like you said, was a little bit... Yeah. Meh. Yeah. It, it, I definitely like parts of it, too. But, like, you have to get further into it. Like, you have to already be kind of deep to really appreciate the beauty of this episode. Which I am now. And I assume you are, too. Yep, definitely. <laughs> so, like, this is not an episode for a casual viewer, I think. No, and I think that because it, you know, if you watched it sort of chronologically from the beginning, this being only the fifth episode does kind of give you that sort of like, oh, what am I watching feeling? And is it really worth watching it? It's one of those episodes that, again, yeah. if you're just a casual viewer, you can probably skip in a way. Yeah. Or come back to it when you love the show like we do, and then you'll understand why it actually is such a bad episode in the end yeah yeah i mean uh, just going by the thing is one of the episodes that doesn't exactly stand out if you when you think back the cat episode is more so one one that stands out but anyway who doesn't love cats it's one of the funniest episodes too the cat yes <laughs> it made me laugh so hard a lot of the time so i have a huge question to begin with we learned in season two that TC was actually in the NFL for a little bit. Yes, we did. How did none of his friends question why TC was a coach for football like this? Because we know they didn't know, but like, how did they not question it if he's done that for quite a while now? Where did he get, you know? But I don't remember them being surprised that he was in that NFL. Oh yes, or, Rick was definitely surprised. Was he? I, I mean, I had yeah. to rewatch it, so I'm I'm gonna go with you on that one. But mm, I don't remember. I remember them. Done still last night. I remember uh, that he was embarrassed because he was picked last. I think he said, like he yeah, made the yeah. team, but like just. And I remember TC being a little bit embarrassed, and he's like, "Oh yeah, like you were Mister Irrelevant mm-hmm. or something like that." Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. don't remember. I don't remember like if they were. Um, oh, Rick definitely he... didn't know that before. TC has quite the pension of actually pension of actually keeping stuff from his friends, doesn't he? Yeah, if you think about all the times that they've learned something about him, and they're like, "Wait a second, wait a second, how did we not know this?" I'm thinking mainly about like the art school and the dancing. Uh, this yeah. one, this episode has another one of those. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, when he um, oh my god. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> when they found the tape, um, the oh my goodness, what's it called? Voicemail the, tape. The voicemail, yeah. Um, and he, well, he kind of lets it slip that his father was in jail and he lived with his grandparents for six years, and none yeah. of his friends knew that. Yeah, yeah. And then again, it's like they, you know, they go back to that like eighteen. 18- Months in a POW camp. And, and we're just kind of funny. Yeah. 
Take so that begs the question, what do you talk about in a POW camp, right? I guess that kind of stuff wouldn't really it, come it's, up. It's 18 months. It, it, probably there's time in 18 months for this to come up. The other question is, why does he keep so much from his friends? Because, I mean, it's very clear in this episode that neither Rick nor Thomas hold it against him. They're just like, okay, we didn't know this about you. Good. Yeah. Now that's the personality, right? They wouldn't. They wouldn't hold it against them. They know that, like, they've all been through traumas in the past, and they just accept, you know, because it's like it's the past is the past, and we're friends now. So who you are now kind of matters a little bit more, I guess, to them. His personality and his loyalty and his friendship matters more to them than his past did. I think he could have done some crimes in the past and they'd just be like, yeah, but you're a good person now, so you learn from this. Not that we're saying that TC ever did it, but like, <laughs> hypothetically, this is what Rick and Thomas are like. Hey, yeah. hey. Yeah, we would forgive you for anything. Yeah, there's so much about TC we don't know and I really want to know. Yeah, we need a proper, I want a proper flashback episode for, like, each of them. Yes, you know? please. Like, like, little little versions of all of them, please. Yes, please, please, please. Yeah. Oh, lordy. Keep up the trend from the little Magnum from last season. Hmm. And, of course, Higgy. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love we to see need little something Higgy. from Higgy. <laughs> Besides mentioning that she had the lads since they were puppies, which Aww. is cute. But also, you missed the episode. Uh, you missed the chance to show us cute puppies. Yes, maybe we'll get to see. Maybe they'll have like the little lads. Please give us little lads because yeah. the, the, these puppies are cute. They are little Dobermans. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Please, writers. I know we we have started planning, so please. <laughs> oh, they 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 are way beyond planning. Um, oh, as yeah, we've no. seen, they finished a draft, a network draft. So, yeah. way beyond the planning stage, they are ready to start filming soonish. Yeah, should be in about a month. It's exciting. Yes, which brings us to something for the podcast. We plan on doing a rather interesting episode for when they start filming. So if you want to be on this interesting episode, which is Outlook to Season 4 and potential what we want to have, what we might see, hit us up, comment on the video, comment on our Instagram, comment in our DMs, and be on the show. And maybe we'll have more than three, four, or five people on here. Wouldn't that be fun? It'd be a party, and we can have, like, a yes! roundtable discussion. Let's do it. Let's have a Magnum PI Season 4 party on the podcast. Love it. Yeah. So, um, speaking of the lads, velociraptors, really, Thomas? <laughs> velociraptors? Of all the things, you have to compare them to prehistoric chickens? <laughs> that whole scene makes me so happy. I find that scene one of the best in like I just find it so funny because she's like I'm right here like you know and I think I think it's because I've been watching the original like recently so I'm I'm kind of seeing the comparison between like what the original Higgins was like with you know Tom Selleck and the lads in the original too and that's very like indicative of the original but I also just love when you know he's like you 
you took your sweet time. And she goes, oh, like, you know, you did cleaning up the yacht. And I think my favorite thing is when she's like, personal security consultant. And she's like, hijacked the yacht. The bra on the mast was something else, too. Yeah, I, w- I actually want I was going to say, like, because when he's like, Europeans don't like to wear clothing or something, I was like, isn't she technically European? Like, I know that there is a little bit of a distinction between, like, England and the rest of Europe, but... Depends I mean, on what you look at as European. Um, geographically, she's she's European. Exactly. Um, politically... Well, this is a whole new cluster fuck mm-hmm. that I don't want to touch with a 10-foot pole because I have mm-hmm. my own opinions that are, well, politically that's loaded. Technically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it depends so. how you look. But yeah, that was my initial thought. I was like, mm, she's at least, you know, everybody would consider her at least partly European, you know, no matter how you look at it. I, I would think at least, you know, not yeah. being European myself, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, quick going to my politically loaded opinions there was a time in this uh, a few years back where i just could straight up drive 20 minutes to an airport board a plane and fly to london without ever ever having to pack a passport that time's over and i'm kind of like now i have to dig through everything to find my passport again really that's like my 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 major problem with this i have to find my passport I know the feeling. We used to have that with uh, with the U.S. Actually, we didn't uh, we didn't need a passport, and then they changed it um, actually a while ago now, like uh, yeah, <laughs> shoot, like twenty years ago. Um, but like I remember when I was younger, it was like, oh, you know, we're gonna go, we're gonna go to like cross the border. Okay, bring your driver's license or you know your health card or whatever it was, and you didn't need a passport. And then I remember when it changed, and it was like, oh my god, we actually have to bring our passport like it's so close like and we used to go across all the time because there's a lake um like uh, close to Montreal where half of it is in Canada and half of it is in the United States so we used to cross um because my family had a boat on the United States side and so I remember like when they changed it and we had to start bringing our passports it was it was weird and so i i I understand where you're coming from with that it's like whoa culture shock even yeah it would be even weirder if they started doing this for france because i live so close on the border one of my uh one of the supermarkets i go to is in france so like i i if i go and get my food i have to bring a passport now i hope this doesn't happen but like it could be yeah, honestly, who knows? Like, it's everything is changing, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's always changing. That's the one constant in this world. <laughs> always changing. I know, weird concept, right? Yeah. Um. Back to the episode. Though. I was gonna say back to the episode. <laughs> um. We've mentioned it before, but, you know, when TC comes into the estate and gives, you know, Thomas the whole speech about, you know, I know that you had a weird vibe and yada, 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 but I'm asking you to help. He's like, you know, you had me at help. We're friends. And, you know, it just goes back to what we always say about Magnum always willing to do basically anything for his friends. Yeah. 
yeah, this episode is one that really stands out in terms of how uh, two things about Thomas. One, how he's a good friend, and two, how he's a really good, no bullshit and non-corrupt private investigator. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like on one side, he gets into this whole thing for TC, and he doesn't stop investigating for TC, despite him having this weird wipe, and, and you know, he could be like, TC, really, they have someone. Not that that's Thomas's thing. He would never do that. No. <laughs> we know that. Um, but, like, yeah, we have someone. And and the friendship is tested. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And uh, I think, you know, we, one moment that really stands out for me for that is when they find the voicemail tape. And he's yeah. like, I, I have to give it to Katsumoto. And, you know, TC's like, no, like, you really don't have to. And then Magnum's like, uh, you know, and they kind of get into a little, you know, little argument and TC's like yeah if you will if you do it then you're not the friend I thought you were and yada 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 and then again it goes back to what you were saying about not being corrupt private investigator like he does bring it to Katsumoto in the end but he kind of only does it when he's kind of sure or he's pretty sure that he will prove that Hani Iona is innocent you know like he's found another way or he's getting close kind of thing I there is there's other aspects to this as well um or is it um in the beginning we see how really defensive TC is of Makoa the kid um and it, it becomes really clear soon to not only the audience but also to Magnum that TC is projecting his own situation on the kid because his own father was in a similar situation to Thomas's knowledge back then um later on we learn that his father has actually been in jail for six years he actually did what he was accused of doing and and it becomes even clear that that clearer that he sees projecting on the kid, but like he's he wants to protect the kid from what happened to him, how he was made feel by his own father, how what that did to him. So Thomas at this point is very aware of how biased he sees, and I think Tom, are you frozen? No. <laughs> So sorry. I think Thomas um, thinks, and I I would 100% agree with him there, the best for the kid is to know without a doubt what happens, what yeah. happened. So he doesn't have to be like, but what if dad was innocent? What if dad really did it? Blah, blah, blah. What if, what if I'm living with a murderer? Yeah. That kind of yeah. thing. So I, I think T- Thomas in that moment is an advocate for the kid and for justice. And he, I, I honestly, I feel he's doing for TC what TC doesn't know needs to be done for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to Magnum always having everyone's best interest yeah. you know, at heart, right? And, you know, whether it's his client, which I guess in this case is like a little bit TC, a little bit the father, a little bit the kid, you know, so he has to do right by and also all the three victim. of them. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah, I think in that moment, he's also trying to protect TC from this uncertainty. What if I had a murderer free to live with Makoa? Because these thoughts will eventually come for TC as well. Of course, yeah. And he wants to make sure the kid is okay, right? Because yes. we know that he, like, besides being the coach and an advocate and everything for Makoa, like, he just genuinely, you know, wants the kid to be okay and... You know, to make sure the kid is safe, because that's, you know, TC and 
he just like yeah, you know, he cares a lot about this kid. Yeah. That's one thing that stands out with with all the male characters in Five O and Magnum PI. These guys, they have such a soft spot for the kids. <laughs> they really do. All of and them. actually that actually makes me think of something um in relation to Higgy, you know, when Makoa comes to stay at the estate and she is just like, what am I supposed to do with this kid? Yada, yada, yada. Like, it kind of contradicts itself again in the third season because in the third season when they find yes. the baby, she was like, I was a nanny to like a 14-year-old or something like that. I think it was like a 13 Six or 14-year-old. 14. Yeah. Like 14 or 8 to 14. Like, that yeah, was so exactly the age span that Makoa had. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, plot hole. Exactly. And I, it's, and I, of course, like when I was rewatching it, like, cause when we first watched it, we didn't know about that. Yeah. Right. So we didn't think anything about it, but now going back, it's like, oh, wait a second. Plot hole, because she had absolutely no idea what to do with Makoa. Or at least she claimed not to know what to do with Makoa. Do you like Duck? Yeah. <laughs> His face. Who feeds a kid who just stand his father taking to prison? Duck. Like, thank you for suggesting making grilled cheese. I was like, she's like, I think we have some duck. I was like, oh no, 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 Higgy, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, oh man. I also, I really love her interactions with Mac in the entire episode. The chess game is one of my favorite. I think the chess game is my absolute favorite moment of the entire episode because it's just like it shows her like you know the more caring side of Higgy which we haven't really seen all that much of at this point um it also kind of sums up what she truly thinks about Magnum even though she's you know referring to him as the white right you know she's like he might be erratic he might be this but he you know he'll get it he'll get the job done and you know he's very good at what he does and don't underestimate him and I guess like that's a subtle way, or I guess not so subtle way in this case, of showing what her true feelings towards Magnum are at this point. To quote her, the players often underestimate him because he's unassuming. His moves seem erratic, unpredictable. Quite often it will surprise you. You could almost argue it's the most important piece in chess next to the queen, of course, but the knight won't let you down. <clears throat> guess who's the queen? Well, yeah. <laughs> even though i'm pretty sure she doesn't know that yet mm, i don't know i mean just the way she said it she was like next to the queen of course you know so it's like mm, does she know it mm, it's like right on the edge of maybe she does maybe she doesn't yeah 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 uh-huh. i actually love uh some other part of that even more well, I do love her quote, but I love the fact that she started playing chess with Makoa and it ended with them repurposing the chessboard. So Makoa ends up talking about something that he loves. She actually actively puts this kid at ease by turning something she likes into something that he really loves. Yeah. And well, it makes her appreciate football more. Yeah. Yes. And we saw at the end of the episode that she was oh, like, well, yes. you know, she goes, I, it, you know, it's not. I think she says it's not rugby. Is that the episode where she says? Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's rugby. The yeah, cultured version of version rugby. Of, of rugby. Yeah. Or more over overregulated. Uh, um, an overregulated, under something bastardization of rugby. I think she yeah. says. Yeah. Yeah. Which I find funny because I don't know about 
in the States, but in Canada, we have rugby. Like, we have, you know, soccer, which you guys would call football. We have American football, and we actually do have rugby, you know, where there's no padding, it's quite rough, and it's, it's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's as big as American football or soccer, but it's still pretty big here. But I don't, again, I don't know in the States. So the fact that she had to separate the two kind of made me like, maybe yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a British thing. Just like it's a German thing to very or and British thing as we've seen with her to very very vehemently distinguish between soccer and football. Because <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not getting into that again. But also <laughs> something at the end, Honey, the dad, and Juliet are joining the boys for a game. Which they didn't in the beginning. And, oh, I love Juliet's joy. And I loved someone's look at her when she was yeah. this joy, joyous. Is I, this the first time that we got truly, like, a look, as we've been calling them? I think it I might think be. it is. I, I think, think it's the it first is time. The yeah. first time this kind of look happens. And it coincides with her, you know, in the chess game... No, it kind isn't. of explain. No, no, I'm saying like it, it's in the same episode that she kind of has the um, yeah like, her true feelings about Magnum come out, and then all of a sudden it's like he's looking at her. Yeah, but but it's not actually the first time we had that kind of look. I think the first time was in episode two. Mm. Oh, and also maybe actually in episode one, um, when he comes out at the very end of the episode, <laughs> and she's waiting by the black Ferrari. Yeah, and he kind of gives her a look. Yeah. She nods at him. So maybe it's been since the very first episode. Yeah, what well, do you guys think? Comment on this. Because, like, yeah, get into talking to us. <laughs> um, I gotta say something. The boxing gym looks really familiar. I think it was in 5 0 before. Um, maybe. I'm not super familiar with all of the locations on 5 0 because. I wasn't really, like, when I was watching through 5.0 the first time, I wasn't paying super attention to the locations, like, not as much as I do now. Um, but, yeah, highly possible that yeah. it's used again. I mean, they have used quite a few of the same things, like, besides, um, uh, you know, besides the actual soundstage being at Hawaiian Studios, which they're now using for NCIS. Um all three of the shows have been on that uh, same set. Like, they actually do use quite a few different locations uh, over again, like repeats. And this episode actually shows us that they also repeat actors. Um, now, I haven't noted her name down, but our, our doctor's wife is a very familiar Brooke. face. Yeah, Brooke is a very familiar face from 5.0, actually. She was in season seven. She was Dr. Madison Cray, mm-hmm. our chess-related criminal who quite literally stabbed McGarrett in the back. Yes. Yes. It's funny that you mentioned that because I actually just watched that episode, too. Um, <laughs> that whole storyline. Um, but, yeah, it's true. Um, and she she had a pretty big arc. Yes, in, she did. In 5.0. Uh, yeah, and it's true. I... I <laughs> The two were together with the chess. I didn't even put two and two together. Because, yeah, she yeah she was very obsessed with chess in 5.0. And she used that as 
part of her uh, part of her attack strategy. And then she's also involved in another episode involving chess on a different show. Yeah. And also, she was the doctor in one, and now she plays the doctor's wife. <laughs> and she was yeah. evil in both as well. I wouldn't class Brooke as evil. Brooke's just spoiled. Well, didn't she? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she killed him, but at the <laughs> end, when Thomas very interestingly gets the um, confession out of her, which is a situation that is so damn impressive to me, by the way, yeah. um, I, for me, it became clear that she reacted in, in the heat of the moment situation. She felt like he betrayed her, and, well, the gun was there. It was his gun at that point. Supplied by Hani, so uh, not so good. Um, yeah, as for what I think is really impressive in the Thomas situation is Thomas' quick thinking shows off in that moment because um, when he's there, he realizes that the odds are still stacked against Hani, even if he has definitive proof that the wife shot him. Hani is... I have to. I am so sorry that I have to bring this up. I hate this. Isn't I hate that this is the truth of the reality right now? But Hani is a big Pacific Islander. He has a motive. He supplied the gun. He tossed the gun. His shoes were drenched in the blood. He would have been seen as conspirator or accessory to murder. Yeah. So he needed the full confession out of Brooke. Otherwise, Hani would have still probably gone to jail yeah. just for the fact that he was there and acted, admittedly, stupidly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like you said, it just shows that Magnum sees it from all angles and uh, is able to anticipate what is needed in order to get the proper resolution. Yeah. Can we go to the um, fight scenes? Is this episode, yes. please? <laughs> okay, first I want to mention something. Thomas tells TC, when he offers him up as a sparing partner, to just bob and weave. <laughs> bob and weave is a killer on your back. <laughs> that yeah. one's hard. That one's hard, and if you if you can't do it, you look like a dancer. Because mm -hmm. I... Bob and weave, bob and weave, bob and weave, side, down, side, down, side. It's a killer. And TC doesn't do it at all. It's true. He goes right into it. He's like, he's getting, he's getting pounded. Yeah, he's, he's becoming a punching bag, which makes me yeah. think, like, why? Yeah. And then I also kind of think, you know, in two instances where, um, you would think that the opposite person would like, like Magnum said, he has, you know, four inch reach on him and 20 pounds or whatever he says. You'd think that even if TC didn't have the experience, he would have, he would just be a little bit better than he did considering just based on his size that he might have a little bit of, not an advantage, but that he wouldn't get he tumbled as much as he did. He has an advantage. He's a highly trained military uh, officer. He knows his shit. Exactly, and, and that's what I was going to say shit. too about when Magnum was fighting Wade Steuben. You know, you like Wade Steuben is clearly like gonna kick his ass, but then he doesn't really, right? You know, and again, I, and then that was my thinking too. Like it must be the military training, you know, like uh, you know, like in all fairness, Wade Steuben probably should have won that fight, but. 
But Thomas is, I guess, is faster, right? Because he's smaller and more agile. So I guess he could. He did do a lot of like, as we said before, bob and weave, which what he told TC to do and TC didn't. <laughs> I think TC was sandbagging hard, because uh, at the end he it took him one punch to knock yeah. the other guy out. He was sandbagging to, you know, give time for information. Time for Thomas. Kudos to him. Yeah. But also, can we talk about the fact that Wade Steuben literally threw Magnum out of the window? <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and the he's like, he, he gets up and he's like, he's kind of like, I'm good, even though he's not good, you know? like, <laughs> it, Isn't it even worse? He uh, throws him out of the window. Next thing we see is Thomas drives the car through the garage <laughs> into Wade's doom. Like, a tiny bit of an overreaction, don't you think, Magnum? Well, don't you think that something would have been a little bit broken, maybe? If he got thrown out of a window? Yeah, definitely. A little bit more than his face, so. Yeah. Speaking Uh... of a little bit more than his face, the wounds are inconsistent throughout the episode. Not, Not in terms of where they are, they're spot on with the locations of the wounds but the intensity of the wounds changed. They're a little bit more uh, dull, healed. And yeah. in, in, in the scene that's closer to when he gets pushed out of the window <laughs> than later on, which is kind of... Yeah, it's like, mm, makeup needed a little bit more work that day. <laughs> yeah, they tried hard. Maybe it's also, maybe it's just, you know, the lighting. Because mm-hmm. it's or it's, maybe the like the um, sequence at which they shot it, right? Um, that could explain it too. Yeah, it's let me tell you, handling fake blood is a nightmare. It's an honest to god nightmare. Um, I'm a cosplayer, so I handle a lot of fake blood, and I uh, there's one instance where I um did the art did the costume and makeup for my friends and oh oh lord that had consequences for me <laughs> um a i must have sounded completely nuts because i knelt at my friend's knees looked up at here and i was like i'm gonna cut your throat <laughs> i was i was turning her into a zombie in my defense i was referring to you know doing that as zombie makeup for her <laughs> and on the other part um we had my friends at white clothes and we were applying like <gasps> zombie kind of things with fake blood which ended up with me having my hands drenched in fake blood and nobody not a single person was thinking about the consequences of having your hands drenched in fake blood <laughs> Needless to say, I had to go to work two days later, and I was still covered in fake blood that just oh, went off. Oh no! And everybody's like, "What did you do?" Like, uh, I cut beets, uh, beet salad, lots of beet salad. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's what I did. Beets do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm all red. Definitely <laughs> didn't tell anybody. I was making three four five <laughs> zombies this weekend and i forgot that fake blood doesn't stains the skin <laughs> if you don't apply good foundation <laughs> which i didn't it also also another funny story about that is um 
how do you get your clothes appropriately dirty for zombie makeup? <laughs> well, you apply, you, you mount, you mount a lot of dirt and leaves and just jump face first into, <laughs> into a pile of dirt and leaves. Yes! <laughs> so much work! So much work. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. And let me tell you, as a cosplayer, you're like only doing a little bit of the work that the costume and makeup departments are doing. So like kudos to them. What was a nightmare for me is a full-time job for them. And whew, give them props. Guys, give them props you are for sure. amazing. Even the cons- consistency of the wounds that Thomas had. Whew, amazing work. Yeah, yeah, we give them to the makeup and wardrobe department for sure. Yeah, and at the end, um, when um, when they're at the game at the end, there's still a shadow of these wounds, but they're this time appropriately toned down because they're healing, which is nice. Because we actually see passage of time in that, through that. Yeah, and we don't know exactly how much time has passed from when... Uh, you know, Makoa, like when everything gets resolved to when they go watch Makoa's game. Yeah, but we know through the wounds that was at least a few days. Yeah. That there's been some, some time <laughs> undetermined. Speaking of time, <clears throat> it's interesting how the chopper overtakes a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that often happens, and you're like, mm, jet engines versus, like, a chopper propeller. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. I think there's there's a good explanation, though. She has to board a commercial plane. She has to get tickets first. She has to board and go through. Does he, do you have to go through a security check in Hawaii? Um, yeah, you, traveling? Would ha- you would have to go through security, but you wouldn't have to go through customs. But okay. yeah, any anytime you board um, an airplane, you have to go to uh, through security, like metal detectors, and they check your boarding pass, and they do x-raying your bags, and like that kind of stuff, yeah. Okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that takes so that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, that gives them gives them the advantage to. But also, weren't wasn't weren't they already? in Kauai when they phoned her yes yes to, to so go. you're talking about when they went back yeah so when they, yeah definitely when they went back yeah. they went to Kauai which was still Oahu yeah because <laughs> <laughs> you, you you don't go you don't go to Kauai to film there for half a second no no definitely not so yeah. even when they do like Maui ones they tend to use Oahu still Ah, uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Depending on how big the episode is, I think um, there was one episode that was clearly uh, in five O that was clearly really shot in Maui and or two. So yeah, it depends on how big the storyline is. If it's just you know that one scene, yeah, they're nah. not gonna bother. If it's like two scenes, three scenes. Maybe not bothering because you won't see the background much. But if it's like a distinctive scene, like the scene with the fake Mars guy. 
fake Mars guy. Which what are you talking about? Uh, five O episode. Um, where they went to um the the place where they it used to be like a quarantine spot. No, no, where where they had Max's rival. I, 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 <laughs> it, it's there. Um, the area where the where the um, murder happened is definitely very noticeable, and that couldn't have been shot on Oahu. That's what I wanted to get to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'll look the episode up for you, and if one of you guys wants to know the episode after, yeah, I'm curious. Hit us up. I'll tell you too. I've seen them all, but I can't remember. Like I. Because there's been so many episodes, I don't remember, like, all the details. Yeah, that's because I'm a weirdo. I remember weird details sometimes. Me too, but I don't remember that particular one. So. <laughs> Everybody has their own brand of weird details. I can nerd out about sharks <laughs> for some reason. It's almost Shark Week on Is Discovery. It? Yeah, it's going to be, I think it's, like, in two weeks or something. I love Shark Week. I it's coming, it's coming. I want to swim with sharks again. So much fun. Mm-hmm. And crocodiles, though crocodiles was a little bit more irresponsible on my part. In my defense, I was 12. I'm looking up when Shark Week is. Yes, please do. <laughs> and guys, um, watch Shark Week. Shark Week's amazing. <laughs> it is. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Shark Week. Yeah, it's from uh, July 11th to July 18th. So Ooh, awesome! Like, yeah, I do. love Shark Week. Shark Week is awesome. It always falls like when I'm on vacation, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, obviously not this year because boo can't go anywhere. But um, yeah, so there you go. That's when Shark Week is. Um, can we talk about something else? I'm making a weird random connection right now um, from sharks, which are omakuas, uh, to native Hawaiians. Um, do you think Makoa's dad is classed as Pacific Islander? Hmm. I would well, say... Not classed, oh my goodness. Like, like... Do you think that should be on his file? Do I think he should be on his file? No, because I don't think he should be labeled. Um, but do I think he's Pacific Islander? Yeah. But do I think he should be labeled? No. Here's the thing. He was labeled. Mm-hmm. Um, when Thomas tosses the tape onto Katsumoto's desk, he tosses it onto Mako- uh, Honey Iona's file. And I did a sneaky little pause and saw that Hani Iona was classed or, well, labeled as white. Hmm. Which kind of, you know, like, yes, why not? But also, would reality do that? I'm I'm genuinely confused. Yeah, Not confused, know. but curious about would that be a thing that would happen? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um... If anybody knows, yes, <laughs> yes, know. help educate us on this part because, yeah, because, uh, with, with yeah, all I don't know that's either. happening, especially regarding the American um, police system, this is like something that I genuinely want to know because mm-hmm. there's yeah. so much controversy about that, <laughs> yeah, with right, yeah, yeah, 
but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what would actually be done in real life. Hmm. Okay, back from that really, <laughs> really sensitive and interesting topic. We saw yeah. our girl Noelani, and I noticed yeah. something really cute about her. Did you? Sorry, talking. Yeah, I'm talking the about the pins. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. Pins. yeah, she had a shaka. Yeah. She had a watermelon, a skull, and my personal favorite, a mermaid. Yes. Yes. And I think, I don't, I just love it because to me, that's like so typical Noelani. Like, that's just yes. her personality. And uh, I love Noelani. And like, I, I actually, in the notes that I was taking, I was like, uh, I literally wrote, love that Noelani is in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Oh, you should have heard, you guys should have heard me when I saw the first episode of uh, Magnum P.I. way back. And Noelani was on, I was just, yes, Noelani! Because <laughs> she's like, by far, one of my favorite characters of Five O, And um, another one of my favorite characters, by the way, is the mermaid cop, a.k.a. Tawny Ray. Yes. So like that that mermaid pin has had me go yay! <laughs> That's why they're friends. They're both mermaids. It's so cute. I love it, and I love that she's just like, "What do you want, Magnum?" Like yeah. they've had so many run-ins. You know, like you could just tell that she's so used to his antics, and he's like, "Chips." <laughs> stale chips yeah and she's like those are for the vending machine come on man do better yeah he, he brought Melisadas to, to for the first bribe so like yeah. up your game and again Magnum. And didn't, didn't she say the, the, the bribes have seriously taken a nosedive yes. or something <laughs> I mean she's not wrong she's really not wrong but then on the other hand wasn't it a Leonard's box isn't there like a huge line at Leonard's Often, so like, yeah, he was on the time frame, so I get that he didn't just drop by Leonard's again. Because that takes dedication, yes, Mm. (sighs) yeah, that's so sweet. No, Lonnie, there were some seriously sweet moments in this episode, for example, Thomas. And seriously bad bribes, if I think about it now. Thomas's apology to uh, TC was really sweet until mm-hmm. he brought the chopper in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it was so sweet. He's he like, apolog- his apologies always start off sweet, and then he's like, but I need something. <laughs> yeah, at the same time, I don't think he needed to apologize in that moment because he didn't do anything wrong per se. We both know that TC overreacted. We all know TC overreacted for completely understandable reasons. Yeah. But also, like, he didn't need to apologize, but I, th- I think he really wanted to because he yeah. really values his friends. And yeah, and he also just needed the chopper. <laughs> and it, it did serve TC's purpose in the early ah, in the end. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, it's again part of Magnum's personality that he doesn't want to, you know, leave, like rub anybody the wrong way or leave anybody like not liking him. Unless they're the know. bad guy. Unless they're the bad guys, yeah. Um, so he always, he always feels like he needs to make it right and whatever he needs to do to try and do that. 
Mm-hmm. He will. Mm-hmm. Another sweet thing is when Juliet goes to look... At first, when Juliet defends Makoa to Child Protective Services... Like, yeah. you guys don't have a warrant, you get don't get in here, that kid needs to be safe, and he's safe here, bye-bye. <laughs> and when she when she knows where to look for the kid. Yeah. yeah. And it, it proves that they had a bond, like, that they yeah. bonded in that little brief period of time. Yeah, and she uses the White, the white Knight metaphor again and upholds the spirits of the kid through that. And she tells the kid that basically this Ohana already adopted him and was ready to be there for him. Which then later she proves by t- turning up for his game and cheering for him. Yeah, yeah. And again, that could also be like a little bit of projection from her too because she... I guess, well, I guess she really hasn't been accepted by the Ohana yet, but she's more accepted than when the show first started, you know, and yeah. she's starting to be part of the Ohana. I feel like first pers- my personal opinion is I think the Ohana has accepted her more than she is ready to accept herself yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because like they're I they're I, I'm pretty sure they're full on team. This she belongs to us now. But also she has to find out that she belongs to us. By herself. We can just be like, hey, we're your friends. And then eventually you'll find out that you're our sister. Yeah. And they and they know it. They know that it's going to take a little bit of time for her to accept everything. And they and they accept that she's not quite ready. Yeah. As we they, see, like in other episodes. They let her figure it out on her own terms. Which is... Oh, these boys are just so sweet. Yeah. They are. They're such a great group. Even though one of them... Admittedly, has shady contacts. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, Rick, looking at you, Rick. <laughs> but we love him for it, though. Yeah, the other guy, uh, the other sweet moment is definitely TC. He just has a heart of gold. He posted the bond, the bail for Hani again. Yes. This guy has a heart of gold. No wonder Robin Master is the most generous character on this show. Um, <laughs> loves him. And gave him the chopper and everything. Yeah, he's like a mini Robin Masters. He's very generous <laughs> with his money, with his time, and with his love. He is. He is. And it shows. Like, it shows yeah. in all of his interactions. It, sh- it. I think it very much shows, especially with his interactions to Higgy coming back with the acceptance. Because once she's ready to be in the Sohana... He's very vocal about it. He's like, come here, Higgy baby. You're actively pulling her in when she, you know, doesn't, probably doesn't feel like reaching out. And he is also the first one who tells her that he loves her or they love her. In episode one of season three, like he's vocal about his platonic love for her, which. Yeah. He's like, (laughs) yeah, he's like, love you. You know, like when they're leaving. Yeah. Yeah. I love that moment. It's so sweet. So really that whole remember. that whole Higgy in the hospital moment is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> the and sweet and sweet. I yeah, hilarious. And it sweet. was a treat. It was a treat on so many levels. It was. It was, and it just set in motion so many things too. I have said <laughs> that I have a massive soft spot for JLE too. So that that scene, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, season three. (laughs) Yeah, season three, season four coming up. Let's see if he's still there. 
Yeah, only time will tell. Um, yeah. We'll see if he, uh, you know, if there's any word of him going to Hawaii or if he <laughs> sees filming. Okay, here's the thing. We had never had any word of him go- going to Hawaii, but he... There's times when we could find out that he was in Hawaii, even though we didn't officially know it. Mm-hmm. Thanks to how liberal he is with interacting with people. Because <laughs> like, yeah. it's telling when he's talking to you in the middle of the night, like it's morning for him. And you're like, mm, that one definitely time. not where he belongs to. <laughs> and guess what? In that case, I was right. <laughs> time will tell yeah time will tell ah, can you tell I'm excited for season 4 <laughs> can you tell that I'm like losing my mind already just from that thing that the writers tweeted I'm like yeah it's I I love that I really love that we, we're beginning it's beginning to give content it's beginning to give content. Much English. Very wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Master Yoda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, speaking of season four, um, to warn you guys, probably again, the moment season four starts filming, the layout of this layout, the form of this yeah. podcast will change a little bit. Yes. At the very end of an episode... We will have a little section that you are welcome to turn off if you don't want any spoilers. But if you do want the spoilers, stay in the uh, stay in the podcast because we're listing what happened on Hawaii, what happened in filming, what we know, what we learned in that week. But we'll give you ample warning. We'll give you a spoiler warning. And if you really don't want it, it's at the end. You're free to turn off and you won't miss anything besides the spoilers. Because, uh, you know, it's always exciting when filming starts and it's kind of fun to know spoilers if you're somebody who likes them. So Yeah, yeah. That being said, I personally don't class um, the blessing as a spoiler and the starting of the filming. So you guys mm-hmm. w- will learn about that anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't really classify, you know, anything that's publicly tweeted by any of, like, the main cast or, you know, like, for example, when JLE tweeted that he was going to be playing um, Perdita's boyfriend, I, like, I don't really classify that as a spoiler because that's, yeah, yeah, that's, like, publicly tweeted by the actors, you know? Yeah, but then there's moments in public tweets that will be filtered because sometimes there's a sneaky little thing in the background that they haven't observed themselves that gives you an idea of what happens in an episode or who's in an episode and we will not mention that if that's the case we will only mention oh there was a cute little picture of Jerry Hernandez and Perdita Weeks or you know also not classified as anything outside of filming. So if they're hanging out at one of their places and we'll mention that that's not going to be in the spoiler section either. No. Because that's just them hanging out as friends. It's not, really, yes. it's not a spoiler. And we know that they do hang out as friends. So eh, not spoilers at all. <laughs> yeah. So we're excited for season four. I hope you guys are excited too. 
Again, if you want to come talk to us about season four, you know where to find us. It's Magnum PI Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and on YouTube. And you can message us, you can comment, and we'll get together and come join a hopefully massive season four, pre-season four party. Let's pre-game season four. Yes, with all the crazy theories. No theory is too crazy. We all have our theories that are possibly... Okay, but maybe not the... Maybe sci-fi theories are a slight... A little bit too crazy. Okay, yeah. But still any most theories are <laughs> should we say most theories are welcome no all theories are welcome but um yeah. even the sci-fi <laughs> ones are welcome just like we all know how likely they are yeah because <laughs> we're still but, in uh, a cozy mystery yeah but we do we do love theorizing and yes <laughs> come back canon with us yes because uh i i you know my uh you know i'm i'm always willing to chat about theories and like, <laughs> I know a bunch of people have, uh, like, DM'd me on Instagram and stuff and goes, what happens if this happens? And I'm like, yes, it's totally possible. <laughs> and I'm, like, more than willing to discuss, you know. Yeah, yes, yes. I mean, I I wish we were around around the time when they filmed the finale of season three because that was a time for interesting theories, wasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, my... <laughs> My DMs were like, <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, myself included, I had some like pretty crazy theories. I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, wait a second. I'm like, OK, so if she leaves, maybe she gets in the car, but then halfway to the car, something happens and then she turns around. She doesn't leave. But then hmm, maybe she does leave. And then the last thing we see is her at the airport getting on the plane with Ethan. Hmm. And then I was like, I reworked my theories about 100 different times based on like a handful of pictures. But you know, um, none of that is disproven yet. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay. When we go to our <laughs> season four theories, I, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before. I maybe have. Um, that one of my, you know, admittedly more out there theories, uh, is that um, she never actually gets on the plane, and that we're gonna pick up exactly where we left off. But Admittedly, that's one of my less likely theories that are in, is in my head. Is it less likely? We don't know if it's less likely. We've no information yet. So, you guys, join us. Get your theories yeah. on air with us. Yeah. yeah. So, I think that was it for this week. Um, or do you have anything else to say about this one no. episode? Yay! I I think uh, that pretty much wraps up the 105 rewatch. What do you think? Yeah, I do so too. Um, if you guys want to be on the rewatch for episode six, you can also message us, um, talk to us about this episode or any other episode. I know Sia, for example, um, who was on with us for episode four, she messaged us way before we were at that point. So. Message us and we'll jot you down to be in the show and we'll contact you for when we can do this. Yes. And fun. I, Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and I can tell you another thing. We've got some exciting things lined up, so stay tuned. Yes. Stay tuned and thank you for listening. Bye guys. Bye.